Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday the 7th of November. Today, I'm joined by Daphne Looper, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Daphne. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Um, recovering from a weekend filled with Guinness, uh, essentially. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, you know, Saturday, was. this is very rare, because normally... Um, just just to let everyone know, I have no life, right? So uh, on, on Saturday, I actually went out all day. Um, and then on Sunday, I went out most of the day uh, and I watched England lose to, to Argentina oh. at Twickenham. So it was painful, but, uh, you know, I'm currently recovering from it and it's okay. Um, anyway, um, what, um, what story did um, you find most interesting in today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so today I was particularly interested in the story about meta laying Mm -hmm. off or preparing to lay off a large number of people so i think this was mostly just surprising um for me because of the recent launch of the metaverse so um my intuition was um if you know zuckerberg is trying to um grow the metaverse as much as possible and um, invest as much as possible in it, then mm. surely they would need the workforce for that, especially when it comes to skilled workers. Mm, so mm. We see that um, the metaverse is still in kind of a precarious position because, yeah. um, as you've mentioned before, the graphics are just not up to par. Um, mm-hmm. And there are also obvious, you know, regulatory implications considering this is a new platform um and um surely this would need more skilled people Mm -hmm. um so this might i mean this might seem natural considering um the general state of tech right now yeah yeah um it's kind of it's seeming contradictory to um the outward optimism of the company Mm. um so as i mentioned before i think this might not be a great move um Mm. considering especially considering that the metaverse is nowhere near becoming successful or Mm. established in my personal opinion it has very little signs of becoming a long-term trend Mm. um despite initial hype it it, Mm. to me it seems more the initial hype is more about the novelty of it rather than you know showing signs of sustainability so Mm. i think if it is to grow um the metaverse meta needs um to focus on um its collaboration with brands for example in advertisement Mm. um in order to get financing and to drive people in um and this could be difficult with a smaller workforce um Mm. this is especially true considering that um meta has like it's existing social media sites like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that are probably not going to grow much more because other platforms are starting to um, gain traction mm. over it. So um, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out for Meta and what this is showing for um, the development of the Metaverse. So mm. 
I think, um, as you mentioned, the daily, this might be a sign that Zuckerberg is kind of over-investing in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And um, it might, this might not fare well with investors. So it might be a sign that, you know, Zuckerberg needs to, obviously, Meta is nothing without him, but mm-hmm. um, he needs to take a more temperate approach to appease investors to mm. ensure the longevity of Meta. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you make some very interesting points there. I would say that um, that clearly he is putting a lot of money into into the metaverse. Yeah, um, I think ultimately that he's 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 basically betting the entire future on the metaverse and 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 the company his company um being a major driver uh Mm -hmm. in in the metaverse so i mean i think that's that's what he's doing he's able to do it because um he is um you know he has the voters shares so although i forgot what it was it's like he's actually got 13% 13% of the shares but he but his shares are special shares and it mm-hmm. means he's got something like 54% of the voters so therefore what he says goes um i would argue that you know he's an example or meta is an example of a one person company in the yeah. sense that their the company its identity and its fortunes are so rolled up into one person Mm-hmm. Um, that they are essentially seen to be one-person companies, i.e. if he goes, um, then I don't know what's going to happen to the company. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I th- yeah, I mean, there are not many... I don't suppose there are many people who've had a film made of their life and of how they've made their company at the age of sort of... Well, you know, he was probably still in his 20s at that point when that, yeah. um, when the social network came out. Um, but... Um, uh, which I'd recommend, by the way, if anyone's not seen it. It is quite good. It is, it is good, isn't it? It is good. Yeah. Um, so, um, so anyway, so I do think that, um, uh, you know, if, although investors are, are whinging at the moment, I kind of think, well wouldn't you rather have him there than not there? I mean, and also when you look at the unpredictable, I'd say the comparative unpredictability mm-hmm. of another famous one person company, uh, Tesla. Oh, yes. You know, actually, I'd say Mark Zuckerberg looks positively. He looks like an know, angel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but the thing is, I suppose with, with Musk, he's put in his, chips in all different areas yeah whereas musk uh, sorry whereas um whereas whereas zuckerberg is basically going for it on metaverse now i mean i thought it's quite, it's quite interesting because obviously i'm an early old man right and and you're you're a you're a hopeful uh optimistic young person and oh, yet absolutely. you're saying you're saying you're <laughs> saying what most most sort of gnarly old people would be saying right yeah. and saying like what are you doing this newfangled, you know, metaverse stuff? It's not proven or anything. And there's me going, oh, no, but it could be really good. But <laughs> I do I do think, though, that it, it's it's kind of worrying in, in that, um, uh, you know, in, in, in this particular article uh, today, they're talking about how, uh, I mean, some people are observing how the graphics are, are incredibly 
um rudimentary i mean they yeah. really are very very basic and i think i think they said something like you know they're atari like graphics um uh you know in and uh, you know in the current day now most of you and i know this including you uh most I of people have not this, heard of it yes, no. yes exactly you're probably thinking what's that um <laughs> you know this is in the days before like you know nintendos and, and and whatnot um and they really were very basic very very basic graphics mm-hmm. and so when you think of how far we've come you know it's taken decades to get from that standard of graphic to what we've got now yeah um and then you think if now the metaverse is at that stage, it would imply that we've got a much further to go. Because the thing is, I think back then you could kind of deal with, you know, blocky graphics and stuff and use your mm-hmm. imagination a hell of a lot more to imagine what these, these things were. Um, especially if this is going to be like a second reality for people yeah if this is going to like live up to zuckerberg's expectations Mm. obviously you'd want it to resemble reality exactly a certain extent oh yeah no well you would that's the thing is because in every other things in in gaming and you know in the films that we see you know with all the the graphics you you kind of you think well why can't it be like that because you know that is the new thing whereas in the past it wasn't like that you know and so um, so anyway, I do I do think it's interesting. I think he's he's clearly he's betting the farm on um, you know on the success of the metaverse. It is going to take a lot of uh, time, and it is yeah. going to take a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, because he has the power, he can call the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no one can. I don't think anyone can really do anything about it. But I mean, do you, I mean there might there might be ways of appeasing um investors in you know for for the time being i suppose but um yeah i guess he could we we discussed you know him potentially putting like a time limit to this mm. saying oh if this is if this this doesn't work out in a year or so we can mm-hmm. move on or you know invest a bit less into mm. it but um he seems to be taking quite a hard line so far so mm. we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah, I, I, that's a very good point. I mean, I think that the, you know, he could do that. That could appease people um, yeah. for the time being, or at least it could give them an excuse to, um, you know, to keep with him. Um, but but then, of course, he could then, you know, we come out to the end of that year and the, the deadline gets booted into another, you know, for another year or something. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a tricky situation. Um, and I think that the thing is at the moment is that he can um, make cuts and things and blame it on the fact that, you know, tech as a as a whole is a, is a yeah, real nightmare at the moment. That's true. And I wonder where these people are going to go. Like, hmm. are they going to move on to other big social media sites or are they going to move to smaller companies? Hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, there was another article in, I think it was in today's FT that was talking about how um, lots of SMEs are, are, you know, rubbing their hands with with, with glee at potentially yeah. picking up these employees from Twitter and Facebook and stuff yeah. you know, who are shedding employees. But I would suggest that, although that sounds good, I reckon there are, are not as that many people who will have worked at Facebook and Twitter who will be able to work in an SME because yeah. um, I can just imagine it now. 
you know, you'd be... environment. Oh yeah, massively because you know they've got they've got all the they've got all the support they want. Yeah. Um, probably better canteen, you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, but all the support the they factor. want. Exactly. Yeah. But all the you know the 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 support staff. It might be that you know they end up in an SME. You have to do much more stuff yourself rather than mm-hmm. oh well give it to this department or that department or whatever. But again, I can imagine it now. You know, they'll be at an SME and the SME people will get so annoyed with them going oh yeah well of course back in facebook when i was working at this big you know and everyone will be like oh well you just give it a rest you're not there now you were sacked so yeah um because i've had that before in my kids i've I've had i won't say who it is or what the you know they were I, i remember being at a place where um there was someone there who had been to a very impressive um uh financial institution before our own impressive and financial institution and they constantly in meetings were going oh yes of course when i was at blah 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 uh and it was and we were like oh will you just shut well up. you're not there now <laughs> yeah, exactly we all know what you were like back there but anyway yeah. um so anyway, uh, anyway. I, better ch- I better change the subject now so yeah. uh, <laughs> what was um, your story today peter yeah so um so my story today was about arrival which mm-hmm. is um all set for departure uh to yeah. um to uh, to america uh, but the departure looks delayed. <laughs> so oh, yeah. this is um, so, um, so. But it's a nightmare, right? So arrival is this sort of British, so-called British starter. I say so-called because the guy that started it is Russian, um, and all of anyway, their employees are Russian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, so anyway. So um, yeah, it's this British startup which is making supposed to be making vans, buses, um, and that that sort of thing. Electric mm-hmm. electric vans and buses. Um, recently said that uh, actually it was going to ditch buses. And the other thing as well is that it's going to shift production from the UK to go to the US. So um, it is listed in the US. It was listed via a um, a, a SPAC, uh, you know, it was was basically, it was a SPAC backed IPO. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like the latest, you know, big failure um of you know of a spac backed entity so for instance when it was um you know when it when it listed um which i think was about a year ago mm-hmm. um it was valued at 15 billion dollars and now it's valued at 444 million dollars oh yeah which is, which a, is dramatic yeah I mean, it's it's uh, horrendous. I think I describe it as horrendous nightmare because yeah. you know, and the, and the, it, I I like the idea. I mean, the idea sounded really good. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting, and in, in it was almost like the opposite. It was going for the opposite idea of a gigafactory, right? So yeah. it, so you got um, Tesla with a gigafactory. The idea is you, you know, you make stuff on a massive scale, which is good for you know per unit cost and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um but it means you concentrate all the jobs in one area whereas arrival was talking about making micro sites which would be much smaller but spread around better which meant that they would be nearer suppliers and uh, and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and, and and their customers so i mean it sounded really good but clearly it's not going well and um, the thing that is a bit of a shocker in this Financial Times um, 
article is is it's talking about i mean various things that sound very very dodgy um at arrival like yeah. just, it made a it made a prototype of something that was supposed to reflect their manufacturing capabilities but actually it was knocked to, to get together by hand in a few yeah. days and i mean oh. I had flashes of, so, uh, you know, people will remember my favourite story of whenever it was, I don't think it was last year, it was the year before, was Nicola, which is the uh, electric um, uh, truck company oh, yeah. um, startup, which also had listed by SPAC, by the way. Um, yeah. And remember, uh, just to recap, that was the one where you had, um, it supposedly was all proprietary technology and it all, and it all worked well. And they had, did a promotional video where they had one of their trucks seemingly going along a road, but in actual fact, when they filmed it, the, the engine wasn't working and they mm -hmm. pushed the thing down a road, um, you know, down a hill. And what they did when they edited the, the footage is they straightened it up so it made it look like the 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 lorry was going forwards under its own engine, but it wasn't. So I mean, it's so horrendous. And I, I do think that you know a lot of uh, companies that have these kinds of ambitions and aspire to grow to hu you know hugely, mm -hmm. I do sort of think that there is an element for at least some of them to do a kind of fake it till you make it. Um, yeah because that's really the specs yeah. yeah exactly and you know i mean i think that with so with those they 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 say yes we've got the technology they demonstrate yeah. the technology investors go yeah that's brilliant they invest more in it and then you know it's almost like the company is kind of backfilling so it's 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 pretending it's got something getting the money and then using that money to then backfill the technology to, to yeah. actually fulfill what it's supposed to do um and then try and move forward and then you know in the meantime they hope that other people won't realize what's going on <laughs> and then at, eventually at some point they reach a point where in actual fact they are able to deliver mm -hmm. and so yeah it's a very it's a very tricky thing and i i don't know it just sounds but from from that article it does sort of sound to me like this company might not, I, I don't know, this is my interpretation, but I kind of think, is this company going to actually exist in, in a year or two's time? You know, they've got all these, supposed got all these orders and things, but they haven't made, they haven't made them. So it you know, seems they, like their strategy is a bit dodgy, especially they're considering moving on to jets now. Yeah. Which... Well, they, they were looking at that. Yes. Weren't they? Yeah. But, I mean, that's very, very strange, very yeah. strange. Um, so yeah. But um, but there you go. Uh, I mean, I, I think that uh, an interesting company, another example of a SPAC-backed entity yeah. uh, going dramatically wrong. And it also does say, it does say, you know, the whole reason for these these companies going via that floating virus back is because um, they wouldn't get to go to go for a listing um, yeah. because they would have to uh, meet certain criteria. Mm -hmm. And this really is again goes to show why those criteria are in place to protect exactly. investors from this kind of thing happening. So, you know, I mean, I, I said to you earlier that, you know, had I been approached, say, by uh, uh, an investor saying, oh, yeah, Watson's Daily, yeah, well, let's, let's, uh, you know, we want to expand it, global expansion, and, 
you know, would you like to let's list? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'd be, yeah. Yeah, fine by fine, fine by me. I mean, because it's like you know, loads of money up front. Yeah. Potentially, you get even more money by the you know by the listing, mm-hmm. and then after that, you see what happens. But you know, you can see I can see the attraction of it as a as someone you know who runs a, a, an SME. Um, I think probably a VSME. I'll call it a VSME because I think Watson's Daily is really a very small um, entity. But anyway, uh, yeah. but I was just. Uh, you know, I do think I can see the attraction, but long term, it's not. It it's it it's. It's very optimistic. Very, yeah. It's wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's the reason why they don't do so well is they are based. The valuations are often based on hope, and yeah. Yeah, um, you know, if we think about the time when a lot of these were being made, mm-hmm. they were at a time when deals there were loads of deals going on. I think investors were were you know had this FOMO you know fear of missing out. They took it on because it looked good and mm-hmm. um, and they didn't that you know they thought it sounded like the next best best thing. So they put the money in and then the problem is is that when the markets weaken like they have done, that's when you really know what's actually going on, mm-hmm. and then the investors start looking much more closely at the assumptions and all that kind of thing that go into the valuation and and i think increasingly they're thinking actually these assumptions are pure fantasy so yeah yeah. but anyway um on that on that note of i think we'll stop on that note of fantasy uh on here and uh anyway but um but yeah so um thank you very much uh daphne for uh for being on here today um and and talking talking about uh talking about meta um and uh and, and thank you very much for listeners for uh, listening to this podcast um and uh we'll be back again or podcast will be back again tomorrow uh bright yeah i'll say bright and early it's not bright and early but you know yeah. uh we'll be see we'll be back again soon so anyway thank you very much indeed have a great day and um speak to you again soon no thanks. Right. thanks bye bye, bye.